She has a demanding career, raising three kiddos, and living life on her own terms. So she is dropping some nuggets that you don't want to miss. So go ahead, get your pen and paper ready. Listen, be inspired by episode five with Alicia Rogers. to the Bootstrap Queen podcast. I'm your joyful host, Shanice Cleckley. And today I have my soul sister number one on with me, Miss Alicia Rogers. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to join. I'm so excited to have you. So Alicia and I met last year at a conference that was for um, military spouses where um, she was the um, MC. And were you the MC? You're- I was. Yeah. I was the, yes, the hostess with the mostest attempting to be, yeah. <laughs> and I was one of the keynote speakers. And so um, it was amazing conference. It was by uh, Mill Spouse Media, um, Make Her Retreat. So if you are listening and a military spouse and an entrepreneur, I would definitely recommend that you would go to Make Her Retreat and find one of the two locations that they're having this year. You will not be disappointed. This is not some fluff stuff because you do work and you get your business on track and you become a part of it. As me, I'm not a military spouse, but they have welcomed me into their community. And it's amazing to watch certain things I don't understand, like, you know, POS and PCS and all, with all those levels. <laughs> but it's okay. So that's how we met in beautiful Kiowa Island. And when I saw this lady, y'all, it was like, I looked at her and I was like, number one, she is a striking beauty. And I was like, I don't know if she knows how You're too she kind. Is. She had this great figure and this beautiful hair and I was like wow this is wonderful but then the personality came out and we started talking I was like she will always be with me for the rest of Uh, my life (laughs) I literally actually was I felt like the op complete same just with you I think I told you that I've been creeping on you for literally months before we even got there and I knew I was so excited you were one of the speakers I was most excited to listen to so she was like, she is amazing. I went home and told my husband, I was like, oh, I want you to meet her, but you can't crush on her. But ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it was fantastic. I'm crushing on her. Okay. So you just meet people and you just feel their energy. You are one of them. You just feel their energy. Like, right. We call each other soul sisters. Now you feel their energy and you just know it's just nothing but goodness. So I'm so happy to be here and, and talking with you. Thank you. And I'm going to get to California. Watch. I'm coming. You California. are. I'm coming. I'm coming. I so, got a guest bedroom with your name on it. Yes. Thank you so much. Bootstrap <laughs> Queen podcast. The first question that we ask all of our lovely guests in the queendom is tell us about your superpower and how do you use that to impact the world? Um, when I, you first were explaining that question, I think my superpower maybe not be the same response as others respond with, but my superpower is taking failure like a boss. (laughs) I don't know if that's a superpower or what, but I just, I am just obsessed with the process of knowing I have to fail over and over and over and again until until I get to the success that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. And so that has been my biggest superpower is just being just relentless in my pursuit of the things that make me happy and the things I'm passionate about. And a big part of that is my career in the media industry. So just taking that failure on the chin and standing up and continuing on to just push so hard towards, you know, the next goal. 
How did you get to that point? Because many people can't accept failure. They see failure um, and they lay down. How did you get back up? I think naturally it helps. I'm a little bit stubborn. That's always, that's always a bonus. <laughs> I'm a stubborn woman. Um, but you know what? I, I know it for sure came through um, the power I feel as a mother, like in the responsibility I feel as a mother, to be honest. Um, I'm currently a TV news producer in Los Angeles, California. And um, I, it has been an interesting road getting here. But the most interesting aspect of my career is that I restarted this and launched it, went back to college, got another degree, restarted a new career with three children. So I was like hustling through college with three kiddos. My goal was always to wait till my youngest got back into school full time. And then I was just, I was going to go for it. And so uh, I think you got to find what your fuel is, what your motivation in life is. My kids, nothing will fuel me more than making sure they're okay and making sure I give them a great life. And so it's finding whatever it is for you that is your fuel, you know, and, and using that to just um, know that the failure is going to come with it as well. You know, accepting that failure, it's going to come with it. So once you embrace that and accept that and understand it and stop fighting it or feeling defeated every time you fail, right. you know, it's just a part of the process. That's just one step. Continue on to the next one. Fail again 10 more times until you can get that success that you're looking for. Right. Well, you went back to school, as you said, and you mm -hmm. had three kiddos. What was that spark to make you go back? Because um, many people wouldn't have gone back. It's like, I got a life. I got a, things that's going on. Yeah. What made you go back? So I, that actually wasn't the first time I had tried to go back. When my um, kiddos were much younger, like babes, they're all within three years of each other. Three, year, three kiddos in three years. I just thought it'd be a good idea. Are you crazy? <laughs> I know, I know, but I tried to go back and I failed. I failed out of college. You know what I mean? It just wasn't the time. I mean, I withdrew and everything and did all that, but it just wasn't the right time. Like, and I was, I remember just feeling so defeated and so frustrated and accepting like, accepting that it wasn't the time in life at that point, but that this still was supposed to happen. I knew what God had for me. I knew he had big plans laid out for me and I knew I was capable of achieving them. I just had to, um, I just had to accept the timing, mm -hmm. that the timing wasn't necessarily going to be my own timing. Mm -hmm. And then realize, you know what, I think it's supposed to be when my youngest is in school full time. And that's when I'm just, I'm going to plan for it. And I'm just going to go for it. Right. And so that was just making the decision and just sticking with it. Even, even with the uncertainty and feeling unsure and maybe having second doubts when I'm like first semester in like a crazy woman taking 23 credit hours wow. and like being like, what am I doing to myself here? But just sticking with it making decision and going with it and not turning back. That's a lot. And your children yeah. see that tenacity and they will see those things that are happening. Um, yeah. Their mom, because uh, the role, role model of parents many times is what um, tells our children how to have certain characteristics that we can't necessarily teach them, but we can show them how to. Absolutely. That, which is a great thing. So when you went back to school and, and you, you say you're a TV producer, that's a, um, a stressful life. That's something, that, you know, when you look at what's the new one on uh, Amazon, uh, the morning show, and you look at all these yeah. people, you know, that's a stressful part of life. How do you handle that and raise children at the same time? You know, I will say if there's anything that fighting for my career and raising children has taught me, it's, it's for sure like the juggling act. Um, we might circle back to it. I would love to, because when you spoke at that conference, I was so excited because 
I was constantly just so fixated on balance, balance, balance. How do I juggle this? And I'm like trying to be a scheduling boss and trying to be so organized and it just was never balanced. And you actually spoke about it. You got to stop, stop searching for the balance. It's not going to happen. You just got to find your harmony within the chaos, you know, and that literally since then, it's just been such a key with it. You know, um, I don't always feel like I have balance, you know, within the career, but I am got, I've gotten very tight on boundaries with like what I need. I need to schedule self-care. I need to make sure I remember. And I sometimes feel with like kids schedule. Sometimes we forget about a practice, you know, we're usually pretty good, but you know, just laying things out and accepting balance isn't always there, but I can, I can for sure chase my harmony. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. uh, the kiddo schedule is, is my thing too. I um, Valentine's Day, eleven thirty at night, have to make a shoebox for an envelope holder, and I had no shoeboxes because we hadn't bought any shoes. Eleven <laughs> so, thirty at night, I'm at CVS, and the lady's like, "May I help you?" I was like, "I need a shoebox, ma'am. We don't. <laughs> I need a box." So, <laughs> so I know exactly how that feels. So what does self-care look like for you? For many people, um, they feel that it may be, uh, you know, nails done and things like that. But what is self-care for you? So you know what self-care was for me for today? Uh So I got my gym time in like I had planned, but I knew before I got to the gym, I was exhausted. I haven't been getting a lot of sleep lately. I got my kids to school on time, did great. And I went home and I took an hour and a half nap before I went to the gym. And it was fantastic. Like, how many times do we not do that, right? We just go on sleep deprived and are like, or being little soldiers, like getting our kids to and from and hustling on our careers. I went home and I took a nap and it was amazing and I felt so good. And that's, I feel like sometimes self-care looks like different things for me. It's whatever I need in that moment and honoring what it is that I need, mm-hmm. you know? I know for me, self-care was, is not um, what people may see as tangible, but for me, it's boundaries. Being mm-hmm. no, yeah. that is a huge aspect for myself as in, when I'm saying no, as we learned in the conference, when we say no to one thing, we're saying yes to yes. something else. So I may say no to running around and yes to, like you said, going to the gym or doing something different. Yeah. Or those different things. So yes. I think that you have a glamorous job because I think that you're <laughs> amazing. Gail King is here in Charleston. I'm in South Carolina and yeah. Gail King is in Charleston. And I was like, I cannot believe I am two hours away from Gail uh-huh. King and I can't touch her. I need to touch uh. her. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you always want to be a news producer? What did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> when I was a little girl, I actually wanted to be a movie star. I wanted to be a Hallmark Christmas movie actress I swear <laughs> that's still on the bucket list I'm still gonna make a cameo in a Hallmark Christmas movie I just actually had um a couple I've done a couple promos or interviews for Hallmark movies recently oh. in the last like leading up to Christmas and I'm, I'm like it's gonna happen I'm gonna make a five second cameo in a Hallmark Christmas movie before I die it's the last thing I do <laughs> I like that that's um last uh episode we talked about behead um big hairy audacious dreams so that's your behead and I'm gonna put that on my list for Alicia there we to go. see a Hallmark movie um, <laughs> I love some Hallmark an extra movies. extra <laughs> extra extra the person walking it. in the Idaho small town yes yeah. <laughs> But you know what? When I realized I wanted to go into journalism specifically, it was actually about, um, it was about eight years ago. So I was a military spouse for over a decade. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I was within that community. That's actually how I ended up emceeing that event for them, new ladies from within the community. Um, and I had the opportunity to, um, it just happened out of nowhere. I had the opportunity to, to start an outreach for military families. I knew there were young families that were struggling, like that we had one struggle, you know, not even being able to get a Thanksgiving meal together. Wow. And uh, at the last second was able to, within two weeks of Thanksgiving, had a bunch of cool people help me pull together uh, Thanksgiving meals for over 150 young military families on base at Camp Pendleton near San Diego. Wow. And with it, one of the really cool aspects that came through with it was a high school videography class wanted to come on and document the whole journey within that two weeks. It really right, really funny. And I kind of, since I was ringleading everything, got pulled into it with helping document this and kind of helping like document advocating for these families that really deserved it and could just use a little pick me up. Mm-hmm. And so I actually thought and initially thought that I would go into a career kind of like with in film, like documentaries right. and kind of that stuff, but ended up um, getting pulled towards journalism and feeling like that's where I could make a difference, that I could bring accurate um, and ethical journalism to make sure people's stories are heard that need to be heard. Now, there, that's wonderful because there's a difference between journalism and opinion, which... Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, so is your goal to be more journalistic and making sure you just show our hearts or is there something that's your heart center when you're, when you're showing a show or when you're doing a segment? Um, well, so I, I think I have a, a, a couple different passions. So human interest, right? Like I would call that and I relate it back to then, you know, when I was able to help with those families, just human interest, just on a local level, making sure the local stories that mean a lot and bring people together are the ones that are being heard. And then my job is to help, you know, produce a segment or produce a story that, that delivers it in right and accurate and ethical way. So these stories are being heard. Um, and then another aspect is I'm, you know, in Los Angeles, it's a big entertainment area. Comedy is one of my favorite things too. So um, I actually had the great honor of when I created and launched this show of creating a uh, comedy uh, segment. So every Saturday we feature a comedian that's either headlining in the Los Angeles area or they are um, coming out with a new special. Um, We just uh, interviewed someone this last weekend who is um, Whitmer Thomas. He just has a HBO special that just came out. So um, just also using humor um, to deal with hard stuff in life. And being able to integrate that into my show. So, yeah. So, passion would be human interest and then humor. But those are two good things. Those help you yeah. get over failure, as we talked about in the beginning. Um, I know that if you can laugh about it, a lot of times you can help yourself get over it and do different things. And 100%. If I'm listening to you, I keep hearing a theme of you say bouncing back from failure. It's truly that reinvention of who mm-hmm. you are. How do you, when you reinvent, how do you keep that personal side of you and don't change all of you, but how do you reinvent, but keep your core? Sure. Um, you know what? I think there's nothing in this world that would be able to get fully rid me of my like awkward, clumsy, weird self. <laughs> that's there to stay. <laughs> and that's where the humor is able to shine through. Um, but I think just constantly, um, being open to changing, to evolving, Um, It's so easy to like want control. I can speak to this from personally just because like I've gone through a lot of change in the last couple of years. It's so easy to just cling to control and not changing out of fear 
Mm -hmm. um, which then holds you back, you know, then you can never, well, we call it leveling up these days, right? (laughs) You know, you always got a new jargon for doing something. So yeah, I know. Right. Just being open to the evolving, like, um, if you embrace it and just allow it to happen, you know, and just kind of, I guess, flow with it instead of trying to flow against it. It makes me think of like energy, you know, when energy is flowing, Mm-hmm. Try and flow with it and against it and stop denying yourself of evolving because you can still hang on to like your principles. I'll still always be me. But if you were to compare me from six years ago to now, mm-hmm. like goodness gracious, like I've evolved so much and I'm so excited and, and proud of that, you know, and also like that, giving yourself a little grace and being proud of yourself, you know, cool. baby steps. And yeah. What's helped you with the evolution? Um, many people don't grow. How did you grow? I feel like I kind of grew out of necessity in some areas. And then I also feel like I grew out of desperation to like reach those goals. Like I was desperate to reach that success and I was willing to take along, you know, take on and, and deal with whatever had to come with it in the process. As long as my children were okay, you know, I can make mm-hmm. sure they were good. And I was, I knew that the process of like finding the success that means the most to me was going to come with sacrifice. And um, yeah. Okay. Well, define success then. I know that's a hard question, but yeah. what at this point, because success at different levels in different times, period. When you're yeah. young or something like that and you're doing something, success may be money. When you're older, you know, it may be retirement or something. Yeah. Now, at this point, as you're present in your, your evolution, what is success for you? So success for me, I, I feel like I mean, it's going to continue to change, but right now in this moment, it's success for me is being a good mom and showing up for my kids Mm -hmm. and having an amazing career, fighting for my career. And I think a lot of that stems from, I was, um, like I mentioned, a military spouse for so many years, I moved around from state to state and house to house over and over again. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have their father there because he was constantly having to leave, you know, to take care of military, you know, duties. And so I was their only constant. And during that time, I would do it a million times over, but I wasn't able to have my career. I wasn't have, able to have anything for myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. My identity was completely wrapped up being in a wife and a mother. Um, so for me, my success right now, like that was my success is I wanted a career back for myself when the time was right. Mm-hmm. And so I think I, I mean, I could be doing anything if it brought me joy. Mm-hmm. By the way, I absolutely love my job, but my favorite job I've ever had in my entire life is working overnight at a craft store, like stocking shelves. I know it sounds so weird. Right. But I mean, the pay wasn't good. If the pay would have been good, like much better and sustainable, I would have never left that job. I'm such a craft nerd. That's just like my good place. But so clearly different field than what I'm in now, but my, that is my success career, having to have, getting to have a career for myself and prioritizing that and knowing that I deserve that if that brings me joy. Okay. So making the career your own, not finding your, your career is a part of your identity, but it's not your identity. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So what's next in that career? Tell us what we can expect. Can we mm. see, besides seeing you on Hallmark, how can we make Because <laughs> I, am, I am fully expecting the Hallmark. You know that right now. Oh, it will happen. It'll happen. It's my brain. Like, like, Alicia's going to be a Hallmark. She's going to be a Hallmark. If, if I'm going to make a cameo as the 95-year-old great-grandma, I'm down with it still. As long as I like, I make it to that, I'm, I'm good with it. <laughs> I, want, I, want uh, to, I want to be the black friend. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so short story, when I go to a church that is um, predominantly white, 
And so in going to this church, we I went to my very first soup supper with the older saints of the church. I mean, over 60. And so not only am I one of the young people that are there, I'm also the only African-American person there. And so they had all these delicious soups and it was in the, the small chapel that's all wood and, they, and it was in the fall and it was amazing. And so they were asking everybody, it was like, give a little bit of while you're here and tell us why you're here. And they came to me and they said, Shanice, tell us what you think. I said, I am happy to be in the in the Hallmark soup supper fall <laughs> special as the only black friend in the town. I am excited. And the ladies thought that was hilarious. They said, I can't believe you said that. I said, but look around. It's the soup supper at the church. Oh, I was so, I was in my Hallmark happy place. That was the best time I've ever had. True story. So that's our Hallmark connection. So there we go. I want to be the one that says, hey girl. And that's me. You're going to get a call. I will make sure you get a call. <laughs> so what's next? What can we see? What is going on in the world that we will be able to keep on the lookout for that you can let us know? I know some stuff is proprietary. <laughs> you know, so I know you can't know yeah. everything. But tell us um, so let's see. So I, my station um, that I'm at is called Spectrum News One here in Los Angeles. It actually is a newer station. It's only been in, uh, launched about a year ago, and they have a lot of cool things in the works. So I can't specifically say, but they just since launch have been busting out new show, new show, new show, special after special. Today was a little bit harder day just because we were doing really, really extensive coverage at the Staples Center with the Kobe Bryant and Gigi, um, beautiful celebration of life. Um, so yeah, so, but we are just, we're all over the place there doing, getting into neighborhoods, getting into communities, even on a hyper local level to um, kind of give Los Angeles a taste of news and lifestyle, you know, entertainment coverage that they haven't experienced before. Now, see, that's something I would watch. News oh, yeah. and lifestyle together, I would love to see that. So much goodness, yes. yes. So as far as me personally, I am currently still producing my show on the weekend, a Saturday, Sunday show that I launched, and uh, that is my home base for now. But there may be uh, additional things that I take on in the future. Wonderful. Thank you, Alicia, for coming on the Bootstrap. Thanks for having me. I do appreciate you, and I can't wait to watch you, and I will always be watching. And um, this is great. If people want to connect with you, I know you have some public pages. Can you let people know how they can connect with you? Because you, I do. You can find me on yeah Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. My handle is at Alicia Rogers TV. Nice. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate you. Thank you. Alicia is living life on her own terms, growing and becoming the woman that she knew she can always be. And that's all we can hope for in life is to become who we know God wants us to be and who you want to be. And the fact that she's actually doing it, it's a woman after my own heart. I cannot wait to see what's in the future for her and cannot wait to see how these new projects go. It would be nice if she could tell us, right? But I understand. I understand. She got to keep it on the wraps. So uh, thank you, Alicia, so much for being on the show. I want you guys to stay connected with us. 
The Bootstrap Queen podcast is here for you to connect, for you to grow, for you to learn. So join me on www.thebootstrapqueen.com. Connect on Facebook, connect on Twitter, connect on Instagram. We got a new intern. Hey, Miss Kayla. I'm so glad that she's joining the Bootstrap Queen podcast because we are growing and we want to be your go-to podcast. Share this episode. Share the whole podcast series with a friend. Make sure they are subscribing. Give us a rating. Give us that five-star rating because we are giving you quality, quality, quality content. Okay, so that's a wrap for episode five. We'll see you next time here on the Bootstrap Queen podcast.